Hello, Sheridan Boise here. Another episode of the More Than This podcast, just a quick episode, a micro episode, a little bit of inspiration for your week. Well, you know, we've made great gains as men in the last few years, being able to talk about things we otherwise wouldn't be able to talk about. We're able to share our problems and our concerns, maybe even talk about depression and things like that a lot more openly than we ever used to in the past when we used to think maybe we would be considered weak or I don't know, just somehow there was shame involved with those kinds of conversations. We've made great progress, but there is still one thing we cannot talk about with each other, certainly not publicly, not even amongst our mates at the pub. Well, I decided to go on BBC Radio 2 and uh, talk about that thing with 10 million people. So (laughs) why not? The reason why I know that they won't talk about that is because they come to me because I've talked about this particular topic publicly and they've come to me in the dead at night to uh, talk about it privately because there's still so much shame and stigma involved. And that topic, of course, is men and childlessness, men and infertility. Well, I went on the Chris Evans breakfast show to talk about this, and it led to quite a tender moment between myself and Chris, I might say. In fact, the old softy even gave me a nice hug off air. Take a listen, and I'd love to hear your thoughts at SheridanBoise.com. You're Australian, not you? That's, that's right. We, so we, we can talk about this. Please, please do. We don't, we don't like the news going on this, so keep on going. All right, so Sheridan's here now. Sheridan Voicey, writer and broadcaster, pausing for thought today. How are you, Sheridan? I'm well, Chris. It's good to see you. Tonight, good to see today you. is International Men's Day. It is, yeah, Did, it I is. I didn't know. It's been around since like 1999, but I think it's, you know, it's growing and growing around the, around the, the world. So, right. And is yeah. this part of your narrative this year? You morning? know what? Why, why don't we talk about it? Why don't we talk about a taboo related to something like that? Last year, I met a, a TV cameraman. We were working on a project together and we got chatting. And he said to me, you know, last night some mates and I were in the pub and the conversation turned to depression. And it turns out some of the guys are on antidepressants. He said to me, you know, we could never have had a conversation like that a decade ago. We'd have been too afraid of looking weak. And we talk about how we've made great gains. Men can talk about their problems a little bit more these days. Uh, And then I got a bit cheeky and I said, what about infertility? Could you and your pub mates talk about having no fish in the stream? And he thought about it for a moment and he said, "Uh, nah. (laughs) If anything, we would joke about it being the opposite. Now, his words were really telling. Research shows that childlessness can affect a man's mental health, self-esteem, relationships, career. But since masculinity in our society is tied so tightly with siring children and infertility is often seen as a woman's issue, it's a topic us men can only kind of joke about or stay silent over. I found this out personally. In the year 2000, my wife walked into the kitchen and she said, Honey, I think it's time. Maybe it's because I'm Australian male, I didn't pick it up. (laughs) I said, Time for what? And she said, time we started a family. And I said, right now? (laughs) Let's go. Well, it was time for us to start a family. We've been married five years. It was time. But little did we know that would mark the beginning of a decade, trying almost everything to have a child. Special diets, special supplements. We even tried chiropractic sessions. Can you believe Why? Chiropractic? I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I don't know. But we did. There were numerous rounds of IVF, which works for so many couples. Belated congratulations to you, Chris. We spent nearly three years trying to adopt... And on our very final IVF round, we were told that magic, magic news. We were told we were pregnant. And then a phone call came a week later saying, no, sorry, we weren't. Now, I remember the isolation of all that so well. I didn't want to talk about it. And no one asked me how I felt, to be honest, either. In terms of my faith, God felt like part of the problem. I mean, why wasn't he answering our prayers? Why didn't he give us a child? We'd have made great parents. 
But I believe now God was bringing about a different kind of happy ending. Prompted by a friend, I ended up writing our story and I ended up started to speak about that publicly and a different kind of happy ending result. As a result, I have had the immense privilege, and I do mean privilege, of helping others to start again from their own broken dreams, even in terms of this area. I've discovered that when you share your pain vulnerably, you not only begin to heal yourself, you actually open up space for others to heal too. Now today is International Men's Day, thank you Chris, when men's health is often brought to the fore, and maybe one day that cameraman and his pub mates will be able to talk about childlessness the same way they can now talk about depression. If a few more of us speak up, you know what? It really could happen. Well done and well done for looking at it like you have, uh, which is the only way to look at it, really, in the end, isn't it? It helps. It does help immensely, helps. immensely. And, of course, you're so right, because when the, the, the partner who's not trying to be the one that's pregnant, um, you know, is faced with the news that it's not happened, as we did several times, mm. and also we had ectopics and things like that, and mm. all that went on. It's it's so devastating, in my instance for my wife because she held she was holding out so much hope for it so was i but not to the extent of of my wife because you know biologically it's just a different journey right with you chris absolutely there was sometime towards that last month in particular every night i was holding merrin while she was sobbing at night because the hope was so was so deep and i could have actually brought the journey to an end probably a good five years beforehand yeah i agree i agree see that's what we're not i'm glad you articulated it because in a way in the end, I thought this is doing so much damage to my wife psychologically and, and physically. I'm not sure. I, w- I in a way, I wish, you know, maybe for her sake, we she could... wouldn't put herself through it. But of course, she did, and now we have the twins. Right. So once, as and always, she was right. <laughs> I was wrong. But you know what I mean. Don't I do. You? Okay. Thanks for being here. See you next Monday. You too. Cheers. See you.